Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. He loops out the left field, going to be a tough play. Gino on the run, makes the play. Wow. Flies into the stands. Oh, what a play by Derek Jeter. There it goes. Deep to left, really deep. See ya. Oh, my goodness, what a shot by Aaron Judge. Oh, what about Clutch Field? You've got to be kidding me. home run to the back end of the grandstand in left field. The Sanchino. Oh, that Gary is scary. Ball game over. Yankees win. Yankees win. Friday the 13th, 2020. Could there be a worse date in human history? (laughs) It's raining. It's raining too. It is raining, and it's Friday the 13th, 2020. Um, Hope everybody's doing well. I'm your host, Rob Garbone. Um, Another episode of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, Yes, 178. Episode 178 of the podcast. Um, You know, it's uh, still pretty quiet on the Yankee front. Um, the Knicks front, obviously, we have to wait until the draft. Um, there's not much to talk about, so we'll have an episode next Wednesday night. Um, but, you know, as for the Yankees, it's pretty quiet on their front. Uh, but there are a few things to discuss, and I was watching the um, American League and National League MVP uh, announcements last night. Usually, I still don't really care about those awards. I never really have. Um, over the years, especially, though, it's kind of just, uh, you know, become something I, I've cared about less and less. Um, you know, I'm going to sound like an old, disgruntled, boomer type of baseball fan here, but I just don't care for regular season meaningless awards, right? The only thing I care about is witnessing my team win a championship, and, and the only MVP I would care about would be the World Series MVP, right? That's that's what I give a shit about. Um, anything else is completely meaningless to me. Don't care. Don't pay attention to it. I'm sure the you know my generation and the generation below me you know loves that shit. You know I'm sure that the whole MVP thing appeases to them. You know, but as for me, you know I'm an old school guy. Um, I've got an old mentality. Um, I just don't care. I don't care about MVPs. Um, but that said, you know, if I did care, um, you know, I was watching it. You know, I needed something to do, so I watched it last night. And, you know, it was interesting. DJ LeMayu actually placed third. You know, I thought at worst LeMayu should have been second place and just missed out on winning it. And at best, I thought he should have won it. You know, I thought he should have ranged from either winning it or just missing. Um, but he placed third. And, and Jose Abreu did win it. And... Um, Got to give credit to Abreu, though. You know, he had a a fantastic season. Uh, this kid, you know, played all 60 games. Um, hooray. Um, 
he had 19, I think, home runs, and he had 60 RBIs and 317 batting average. I think the OPS was in the upper, I don't know if it was in the upper 800s or 900s. I want to say 900s, but, you know, you could have made a case for LeMayu. Um, maybe had he, you know, again, Abreu did bring the White Sox back into the playoffs uh, after missing for a while. But, you know, maybe if LeMahieu didn't miss those 10 games, he would have won it, or he would have at least placed second place. Um, I forget who was second. You know, I don't... It was Mike Trout in fourth. I forget who was second, though. Who else was in the race? Uh, I can't remember. But, um... Luke Voigt wasn't even in the... Which is weird, because a lot of people were talking about Luke Voigt beating out LeMahieu, but he he ended up... I, I was very shocked... Luke Voigt wasn't even in the conversation. I called him at one point the American League MVP in one of my blogs. I think he didn't even—he wasn't even fucking top four. Um, so it was interesting, you know. Neither him or Lemayu were even close to winning it. Um, but you could have made a case for Lemayu. I thought you should have at least made a case for Lemayu to be in second. But you know, again, an award that I really don't care about. I'm not going to bitch about it. Not going to get. Um, passionate about this because it's something that doesn't mean anything to me. It's just a fun award for the players. And, you know, Jose Abreu got emotional about it, so it was pretty cool to see him, you know, take something that, that meant a lot, I guess, to him. Um, so, um, in more important news, things that matter, um, you know, while it's been pretty quiet on the Yankees' front, there are rumblings um, of the Yankees shopping Gary Sanchez. And so for 178 tonight, that's pretty much what we're just going to cover real quick. Not going to be too lengthy, um, but we're going to talk about, you know, what could potentially go down here. Do the Yankees decide to shop Gary Sanchez? And, you know, we, we discussed a JT Romuto um, signing um, a few episodes ago. And uh, I think, you know, we, we've said what we needed to say there. Um, and tonight, though... Or in this episode, um, it's actually during the day. You know, one of the few times I get to record during the day. Um, <laughs> but um, it, in this episode, we're going to discuss the um, another option, maybe a more realistic, um, less expensive, cheaper option for the Yankees at catcher. Do they decide to go a different way than Gary Sanchez in 2021? So we're going to get to all that in just a second. Um, but first. We will head to our first break. Be right back. All right, fellas. So really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, so um, so obviously, again, JT Ramudo, um, you know, might happen, might not. I don't think it will. I think ultimately he'll end up staying in Philadelphia. If not, he will go somewhere not named the Yankees. Um, you know, he's obviously there was something out there a couple of days ago saying that he wasn't interested in playing in New York, and you know, some players don't like that spotlight. But, anyways, another guy I've been looking at who is a free agent as well, um, 
and he's been uh, kind of in the headlines. Um, I saw it yesterday on the uh, on the twelfth, Thursday the twelfth. Uh, today's Friday the thirteenth. Um, but uh, yesterday on the twelfth, I saw that Yadier Molina from St. Louis is a free agent, and that the Yankees were thinking about targeting him this offseason. Um, again, an idea I wouldn't be opposed to. I would not be opposed to signing a Yadier Molina, and this is a guy who's, you know. I was going to say an upgrade from Gary, but honestly, you know, who isn't an upgrade from Sanchez, but he's one of the guys that would be a, a pretty big upgrade. Um, who isn't, <laughs> but, um, no, I think you, you go down the list here and you look at someone like Yachty. There are a lot of pros he could bring to this Yankees team. Um, if he was to replace someone like Gary and if the Yankees traded Gary away for, you know, starting pitching or whatever, and they signed Molina, by the way, they had Jose. I think they had Jose Molina before as a backup. It was like in 2009, and you know, maybe a few years after that as well. Um, but Yadier is obviously the best of the three brothers: him, Jose, and, and Benji. Yadi is the future Hall of Famer. Um, you know, and getting him, it would help. You know, not only would he be cheap, right? Not as pricey as a Real Muto or a James McCann, who I heard also in rumors lately. Um, he would give the Yankees some financial flexibility because he is less money. He he would likely cost, you know, I think he wants, I think Heyman reported saying that he wants a, a two-year deal. He prefers a two-year deal. And I think if that were to happen, you would pay him maybe $16 million, no more, you know, $8 million per year. Um, you know, if you get him for one year, that would be ideal. That would probably be the likely or, or the ideal scenario. Um you give him, you know, ten million for one year. It wouldn't be anything crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. I, if the Yankees were going to get a Yachty, I would hope it was for just a one-year contract. You know, nothing crazy. Um, so that's the that's one of the positives there. He's cheap. You know, Gary is less expensive right now. He's you know being paid pennies in the thousands, no, pennies. But um, you know, Yachty still wouldn't, you know. He wouldn't damage you too much. He wouldn't damage those wallets of the Steinbrenner um, son too much. Um, he's also just a better defensive catcher. I think that's the first thing people look at. They want a catcher, right? And this is a nine-time Gold Glove winner, um, a four-time Platinum Glove winner, too. So <laughs> he can fucking play defense. He's got an arm. He knows how to call a game. And and you look at the flip side, Gary Sanchez. You know. 2017 leads Major League Baseball in pass balls. 2018 leads Major League Baseball in pass balls. 2020 um, leads the American League in pass balls. So he he's not a good defensive catcher. He never will be a much better defensive catcher. I think at best he'll be average, but that's even a stretch with how you know little he's improving and you know sometimes regressing year to year. Um, he's got the strong arm, but that's about it. Um, the framing thing isn't that special to me. Um, I just think he's, you know, Yachty is, bottom line, Yachty is a tremendous upgrade from a sloppy, um, lazy catcher in Gary. Uh, yes, lazy. <laughs> Veteran experience. You heard you hear that word a ton. You know, I know it, it's a cliche. It's tiring. But here's the difference. You know, people forget he's a veteran with success. Okay, this is a, you know, 17 years in the league, a, a two-time World Series champion. Okay, he's won two titles. He knows what it's like to win. He's motivated, unlike Gary. Again, lazy and unmotivated. Um, doesn't seem to have that drive, that hunger to win like a Yadi Molina does. Um, a postseason performer, man. You know, the guy knows how to hit. Gary Sanchez, 173, 608, 
with the 37% strikeout rate in the postseason. Yachty, 280, 699 OPS with an 11% K rate. So, you know, much better across 17 seasons in the postseason than Gary has so far in his five-year career. Um, and, and just, you know, even across their entire careers throughout the regular season and the postseason, he's just a better hitter. You know, Gary, the last three seasons, has obviously turned from a, a rising star to an abysmal um, just sinking ship at the plate. Uh, 200 batting average with a 748 OPS over the last three seasons with a 28% K rate I have down here. And uh, Yachty, you, you look at, I looked at his numbers the other day. He's a guaranteed 260. Guaranteed 260. I think all but twice in 17 seasons has he hit above that mark. Um, and But it's been the last 14 years where he's hit at least 260. So you're pretty much guaranteed to get... You know, obviously it's riskier with how old you know he gets older every year, but you know he's gonna hit hit you a, a fucking decent enough average from the catching position. He'll he'll hit you two sixty. He's a guaranteed two sixty, a two eighty one career hitter, um, and his K rate in his career, where Gary sits at twenty eight, ten percent, ten percent. So he makes more contact. He he is guaranteed to hit at a much, excuse me, at a much higher clip. Um, Again, he can perform in the postseason. He's got experience of winning. He, he He's a good defensive catcher. And again, he's a cheaper option. It's pretty much a no-brainer to me. Um, we're going to get to break. Uh, we're going to head to break one last time here. And then, uh, oh, we have two more breaks. But we're going to head to break one time here. And then when we get back, we'll discuss some of the cons to uh, signing Yadi Molina. Be right back. I'm on a few different social media platforms today. If you want to follow my Instagram account, follow at Rob J. Carbone. If you want to follow my Facebook or Twitter account, follow at NY Sports Talk RC. So while there are so many benefits to getting a Yachty on this Yankees club, you do have to look at some of the things you're going to lose and some of the things you might have to think about. Um... First thing, you're obviously going to lose some pop, right? Gary Sanchez, if there's one thing you can um, praise him for, it's his prestigious elite power that he possesses. Um, you know, while he's not always staying healthy, the 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 44 home runs per 162 is amazing. That's some shit you never see. You're not going to see that for many catchers today and going forward. Um, so that's one thing you can you can praise Gary from. So you're going to lose that going to Yadier Molina, who's not 44 per 162, but 13 home runs per 162, which, you know, is still MLB average for league, uh, for, for catchers in the league. Um, so you're going from elite pop to MLB average pop. Um, I think the MLB average for catchers over the last five seasons in terms of batting average and OPS is 237-700. Um, last year it was 229-700. So Yadi still has, you know, average pop from the catching position. It's just that you're not getting well above, well, well, well above average. So you're going to lose the pop. That's one thing. But I think you, you would take that trade, you know, considering everything else he brings that Gary doesn't. Um, he's also a short-term move. Uh, this is obvious, right? He's a, he's more of a band-aid type of stopgap move. Um, you know, if you're trading Gary um, and then you're signing Yachty, you're going to have to figure out what you're doing eventually beyond 2020, right? Who's going to be your guy from there? It's not Yachty. He's 39 years old in July. So, you know, it's a stopgap move. Um, and yeah, old and battered. Old, beat, you know, damaged. He's 39 in July. 
He, he's going into his 18th season next year. Um, he's got almost 17,000 innings um, underneath his belt at catcher. Um, that's just in the regular season. Um, so you're going to probably see a lot of platooning. You know, If Yachty were to sign with the Yankees, you would probably see him uh, and, and uh, Higgy. Likely, I'm getting a call right now. Anybody else always get just... It seems like more and more over the years, I'm getting constant spam calling. Everybody else has these uh, ad blockers, whatever it's called, these spam blockers, but they don't receive these calls. I get calls like this every fucking day, at least twice. Random numbers. Connecticut, California. Nowhere near me. Um... Old and battered, so we're probably going to see a lot of platooning, right? Him and uh, Higgy will definitely share time behind the dish. Um, let's see, video video froze on me. Here we go. Um, but you know, you know, to prevent injury, um, you're going to have to give him a lot of rest, and you're going to see some fifty fifty, maybe some sixty forty um, playing time with uh, Molina and Higgy in that order. Um, and, and Higashioka did okay in 2020. As much as I was not a fan of him in previous seasons, he actually showed that he has some kind of potential as a backup catcher, um, spot starter. Um, he showed that this past season in 2020, where he hit 250 and had a 771 OPS in the regular season. And, you know, in the five ALDS games he played in, um, or five postseason games, I think he played one. I don't know, he might have played one in the Indian series, if I can recall. But, um... He, he was 278-760 in the postseason in terms of batting average and OPS. So, you know, I wouldn't hate platooning. Um, I think it's, you know, when you're signing Yachty, uh, I think he's going to want a starter role. Um, he's going to want the majority of the of the starts there, and I think you'll give him that. But, you know, he'll also understand his age, given where he is in his career. He's going to have to take somewhat of a reduced role. Um, so that's that. You know, honestly, I can't say as to, I can't say I know what you're going to get if you trade Gary. I honestly have no idea what he could get you at this point. I'm done guessing. I'm not going to speculate too much. Um, Maybe some starting pitching, some middle-of-the-road starting pitching. You know, maybe there's a team out there who wants some pop behind the dish, and, you know, they'll think of Gary at his best. You know, when he's at his best, he can hit you 35 homers in a season if he's healthy, and maybe hit you over 260 when he's at his best, but I don't know if that's there anymore. But maybe there's a GM who thinks that. You know, maybe somebody could, you know, want to take him in and maybe they believe a change in scenery is best. Get him out of New York, you know, maybe a, you know, a situation where he goes to a smaller market and doesn't have that pressure on him. Um, maybe somewhere in the National League. You know, if, they, if the National League adopts this designated hitter rule, that would make it much easier for the Yankees to find a trade partner, I think, you know. Um, so... We're going to see. We're going to see all this. Um, we have to see how it all shapes up. Obviously, right now, it's still up in there. What's going to go down? But Yadi Molina is not something I'm opposed to. I would not be pissed off if the Yankees were to go after Molina and offer him, you know, um, 8 to $10 million, you know, for, for a year. Um, you know, again, at worst, I think they would end up paying him for two years, um, you know, $16 million. Um, combined so you know, it's an idea you know it's nothing special it's nothing crazy it's not going to be your big offseason acquisition but it is going to be something pretty major in terms of you know where the Yankees see Gary Sanchez you know that would say a lot if they were to sign a Molina that means he's out the door um so hey it's it's 
just keep an eye on it. All right, so we're going to head to break one last time, and when we get back, we'll wrap things up with the NYY, NYK question of the day. Be right back. Fellas, so really quick, I just want to remind you that if you haven't subscribed to my podcast on the many different platforms that I'm on, you can do so right now. And all you got to do to do that is go to my website. Just go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast and listen to the podcast or watch it on the many platforms we have, go to my website at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. Um, yeah, I want to win a championship, okay? So <laughs> before we even get into things like... Um, I, I just want to win a championship. Uh, the reason I fucking want Gary gone is because I don't think he's beneficial to this Yankees team as a player. I really don't. Um, you know, there's nothing... I don't hate the guy personally. You know, a lot of people are very passionate once when it comes to Gary Sanchez. I don't fucking hate the guy as a human being. I can't stand him as a player. I think he's not a a perfect fit for the New York Yankees. But I, I just want to win a championship. That's all. And you can call me whatever you want. You can call me spoiled. You know, it's funny. Speaking of the word spoiled, because... That word is thrown around so much, um, especially at Yankees fans. Like, you know, people under people need to understand the Yankees are on a different level. Their expectations, at least, right? We we don't we aren't in the Mets world. A lot of loser Mets fans with loser mentalities. No offense, to my my buddies that are Mets fans, but you know their mentality is to be decent, right? But but, but a championships mentality. I, a championship player's mentality or, or a fan who wants to see a championship, you know, watching a team that has won so many um, over the years in history. That's their mentality. Their mentality is going to be they want to win a championship, right? It, it's a different world. So every team has their own expectation. So just because my expectation is is different than yours, it doesn't mean I'm spoiled. You know, 27 World Series championships, but how many have I been alive to witness that I can remember? Oh, nine. That's about it. I want to witness a championship and maybe I am spoiled, but why is that bad? You know, I think in sports as a fan of, of a sports team that's been so successful, it's not bad to be spoiled. That's a good thing in sports. You know, I would rather be spoiled. I would rather be called a spoiled little brat than, than the opposite, than an unmotivated player who or fan who doesn't give a shit what his team does. I would rather want my team to do the absolute best, 24-7, you know, every single second I watch them. I would rather that, wouldn't you? Who wants to be, whatever the antonym of the word spoiled is, who wants to be that? I would, I, I take that as a compliment. Really, I do. You know, people call me a spoiled fan. I take that as the ultimate compliment, okay? I would much rather be called spoiled because I know that means I have a competitive drive in me. That means I want to win. I don't want to go on too much of a of a rant here, but that's one thing I always found interesting. All right, let's get to the question of the day. All 
All right, so last time out in episode 177, I asked you another true or false question. Um, I said true or false. The Yankees were originally the Baltimore Orioles, and that's true. That was their original name. I don't know if people knew that, but I think it was 1901 when they originally, uh, or, or uh, when they fucking um, were, were first called the Baltimore Orioles and later changed it. Um, but for episode 178, in this episode, I'm asking you guys, who holds the franchise record for triples in Yankee history? So let me know the answer to that question below in the comments section, or you can just comment on the post once I publish the podcast, or you can DM me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, um, preferably Facebook or Instagram, being that I'm not on Twitter much nowadays. So guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. This, once again, is your host, Rob Carbone, and you're listening to episode 178 of the podcast of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. And um, that's all we've got. Just talk a little uh, MVP, LeMayhew, and talk a little Gary Sanchez, and talked about why spoiled is not a bad thing in sports. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much. I'll see you next time. All right, ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.